You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing season two, episode 18, which was called Let's Kiss. A deceptive title. I was going to say, I can't <laughs> I can't joke about it this time because now we know what happened. <laughs> Even though we knew what was going to happen, I guess. We knew, but now we know. Does that make sense? It's fine. <laughs> I'm back in the closet again today, in case anybody can tell. And also, if you, I apologize in advance if you hear the delicate sound of jazz wafting through this recording because our neighbors on our street are having an outdoor jazz concert right now, which is charming. <laughs> but <laughs> we're in here. Anyway, hopefully it's nice and quiet for this wonderful episode that we're going to talk about. So this covered... Um, oh, we're going to do our summary and then spoiler-free discussion, then non-spoiler... Oh, wait, no. Summary, then non-spoilery discussion, then spoilery discussion, like we always do. Yay. Yay. <laughs> this episode covered chapters 78 and 79 of the manga, and we covered this in our podcast episode number 41, which was called I'll Release You. The episode opens in front of the Soma estate. Kisa and Hiro make their way home from school. They talk about his mom's pregnancy. Kisa asks if, his, if her belly is big yet, and he says it isn't. She wonders if the baby will be a boy or a girl, and Hiro says it doesn't matter as long as the baby is healthy. His mom was a huge klutz after all. And speaking of which, his mom comes to meet them. He asks her to be careful, and she greets Kisa, and they chat about the baby. They want the gender to be a surprise. It doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. They'll love it just the same. I'm sure the baby will be kind like Hiro-chan, his mom says. And he protests that he isn't kind, and his mom's like, Is he Sachan? Don't you think he'd make a lovely husband? Kisa's eyes widen at the thought, and Hiro's like, Hey, don't ask Kisa about that. Meanwhile, across the path, Rin watches the exchange coldly. Hiro notices her and tells Kisa his mom to go on ahead home. He'll meet them later. He gets up with Rin. They haven't seen each other in a long time. He asks her if she's doing okay. She says nothing and passes him. Once he gets close enough to her, he can tell that she doesn't look well. Her face is pale. There are dark circles under her eyes. He asks if she's eating well, and she stops. Why do you always concern yourself with me? She asks coldly. If it's because you were there when that happened, forget about it. Be loved by your mommy and daddy and live a peaceful life. Are you blaming me? Hiro asks. The way you say it makes it seem like it's wrong to be loved by your parents. Like a peaceful life is wrong. Sorry, he says, almost under his breath. Rin leaves without saying more. Rin, he shouts after her. You didn't find anything out, did you? You're putting in all this effort by yourself, but even Shigeru didn't know, right? There isn't a way, right? There's no way to break the curse. Then we cut to the opening credits. I know. (laughs) That was an appropriate dun-dun-dun this time. All my dun-dun-duns are appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. After the credits, in a dark bedroom, Rin changes out of her school uniform. She remembers her conversation with Shigure from back in Season 2, Episode 6. I looked it up. <laughs> Gurini, you know, don't you, the way to break the Zodiac curse? She asks. What makes you think that I know, he says. You're always by his side, a trusted favorite of Akito's, she explains. A favorite. A favorite. <laughs> That's great. So I should be privy to secrets because I'm a favorite? If that were true, do you think that I would disclose something that would hurt Akito-san? Do you have collateral? He asks. The only thing I possess is myself, she says, and takes his wrist. You can have me and do whatever you want with me for life, she offers. Shigeru seems taken aback, but he smiles, an almost pitying smile. I've included this screenshot here for your convenience. (laughs) (laughs) So I see. (laughs) Because I was like, I don't know how to describe this expression. (laughs) He actually looks upset. Yeah, it's not quite... (laughs) Like I would describe, we always describe it as rueful. He looks like he's like, I'm. I feel bad for you for having feeling like you have to do this. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like to me. You're so desperate, he says, running his fingers through her long hair. All this for Hatsaru's sake, but unfortunately, I don't know the way either. Rin's mouth drops open. 
I told you I couldn't live up to your expectations, he says. Liar, she shouts, desperately grabbing at his clothes. Don't dodge the question. I'm not lying. In fact, this is the perfect opportunity for me to give you some advice. Don't think too highly of someone like me. Akito doesn't trust me more than others, nor am I deserving of any special mention. Weak, intolerant, worthless. I'm the worst kind of man. Shigeri stands. You're better off asking someone else if you really want an answer. Rin falls to the floor, defeated. Who else would know? She asks. Beats me. You could try asking God himself, he says. Gurini, are you fine with staying cursed? Rin asks, not looking up from the floor. I'll just let the people who care do all the dirty work, and I'll benefit from your hard work. Shigeri slides open the office door. He looks over his shoulder as he leaves and says, Like I said, I'm the worst. In the present on the estate, Rin digs through some archive documents. She feels like Shigeri dodged her question. She's sure that he knows something. He's hiding something. She's sweating. She isn't able to find any relevant documents. Maybe something about the curse is buried deeper in storage. But she suddenly gags and feels sick and falls back against the shelf. I wonder if people who live like Gurini fear nothing in life, she wonders. She remembers the suggestion of talking to Akito. I have things that I'm scared to death of, she thinks, and faints. Rin remembers a time with Haru in the past. They're in his bed naked together, clothes strewn about the room. I wish I could have been born as your heart, she says to him. Then I'd always be with you, and I'd die when you die. Then we wouldn't be able to kiss or anything, Haru says. They kiss. Rin's crying. Haru, she thinks. But I... Shut up. We don't want you, she remembers a man saying to her as a child. Rin comes to. She wonders what time it is. Dizzy, she staggers out of the storage room and into the evening light. She feels worse and worse. Maybe I'm still dreaming, she wonders. She sees Akito talking to and hugging Haru outside on the estate grounds. That sucks, she thinks. She turns and heads the other way. She walks down the street, hunched slightly, holding herself. I'm in the nightmare I repeatedly have, she thinks, and thinks of a man and woman. As she approaches Shigure's house, she thinks, I need to wake up. I need to put an end to it all. She enters the house and calls for Shigure. No one responds. Rin gags again and falls to her knees. Oh no, I'm going to be sick, she thinks. They'll yell at me again. She remembers a similar situation as a child. She falls. Her parents, the man and the woman that we see in her earlier memories, close a door. The sound of bags dropping behind Rin brings back to the present. Toru is returned home. Rin imagines, or maybe hallucinates, her mother standing angrily in the same way. Terrified, Rin backs up against a wall away from Toru. Don't yell at me, don't yell at me, don't yell at me, don't yell at me, she begs. Memories flash through her head. Her father reaching down, her mother yelling and shoving dishes off the table in front of baby Rin. Her father grabbing her long hair. Mama, Papa, don't yell at me, she says. Toru stands in shock. We see another flashback. A woman speaks to Rin as a child. What a happy family you have, Isuzu-chan. Your mom and dad love you so much. Yeah, I love mom and dad too, she says to the woman. It seems hard for the other Junishi, but not me. Mom and dad are different. It's always fun. They're always smiling and happy. She walks with her parents, smiling, holding their hands. Rin in her current voice narrates, It was as if I were a part of a play. And we see Rin's doll seated on a chair, watching Rin as a child eat dinner with her parents on a stage. Her parents chuckle. How come you're both always having so much fun? Rin asks. Are you really having fun? You're never sad about anything? Her parents' faces go slack as they turn to her. Just who do you think we're doing all this for? Her mother shouts, knocking all the dishes off the table. Who do you think we're working so hard for day after day? Don't be ridiculous! The table overturned and her mom's back to the table. Older Rin narrates. The plate came to an end. The stage lights go dark and we fade to black. In a dark hallway outside a closed door, little Rin clutches her doll close. Tears stream down her face as she quietly apologizes to her parents. The door opens. Light falls on her face, and Rin looks up, hopeful. Neither of her parents say anything. Her mother stands back, hand covering her face, and her father reaches down and pulls her by the hair. They hated me, and I was a burden to them. 
Rin narrates. Yet they pushed themselves for so long, they exhausted themselves and ended up snapping, never able to return to how it was. Shigeru comes home and notices Toru's dropped bag in the present. As he passes the room, he looks in and finds Toru holding Rin. I'm scared. Haru, I'm scared. I'm scared to death, Rin narrates. In another memory, sometime later, Rin stands outside her front door in her middle school uniform. Her fists are clenched. She reaches up to the door, stands listening briefly, then closes it and walks away. That feeling when I pray before I enter the house. Are they in a good mood? If they're not, I'll wait it out. Like a stone. Like an object that feels nothing. Until the day they forgive me. As Rin walks down the street, she looks much the same as she does earlier in this episode. Eyes sunken. Pale. She's sweating. She gags and falls to the ground. They'll forgive me, won't they? We can go back to the way it was, right? Footsteps approach and she looks up. It's baby Haru and he kneels down and takes a look at her. She's conscious, which is good. Hang on, okay? He says. And he runs off, calling for Shisho. Rin thinks it feels like it's been ages since they've seen each other. They used to play together before the incident. His bewildered expression when I told him that I liked his soft white hair was cute, she thinks. Rin wakes in the hospital. A doctor consults Shisho. She has many injuries in places that are normally unseen, he says. She'd be in better condition if those around her noticed sooner. Shisho asks how she's feeling. She asks who he is, and he explains that he's Kyo's adoptive father. He asks if she remembered what happened, that Haru found her lying on the street. I have to go home, she says, and suddenly sits up. Shisho says that they already called her parents. They need to explain how she got her injuries. Rin panics. Why? Don't do that. Leave us alone, she shouts. It's, it's my fault. I'm to blame. I have to go home. It's fine. Don't come home again, her mom says, who's arrived with her father. Go ahead. Go where I'll never see you again. I don't know how I'm supposed to love you anymore. Doctor says that the three should talk outside. Wait, Rin says. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be careful from now on. She scrambles toward the door and falls off the bed. I won't cause trouble anymore. Mama, Papa, don't leave me, she begs, stepping forward toward them, arms outstretched. I'm sorry. Shut up, you. We don't want you, her father says. Rin shakes. She buries her head in her hands. How can you say something like that so easily, Haru pipes up from the side of the room. What's a kid supposed to do when the parents say that to them? Rin already blames herself. You don't feel bad for what you did to her at all? When you take it out on us and hit us, laugh at us or neglect us, we could hurt just like you would. Why can't you understand something so simple? Shisho frowns. The doctor and Rin's parents leave. Apologize! Apologize to Rin! Hey, I said apologize! Haru shouts while Shisho tries to calm him down. The three other adults close the door. Rin drops to her knees. Haru, she says. Thank you. She cries, and Haru cries as well. Rin narrates that her parents never came to see her in the hospital after that, and she never returned to her parents. It was decided that she would stay at Kagura's house, but entering a household that wasn't broken hurt. In her memory, Kagura and her mother share a meal. Down the hall, Rin lies on her bed in the dark. What mistake did I make? Rin wonders. Was it something that I could never undo from the start? Should I have never been born? In that dark moment, Haru knocks on the window and asks if she wants to go for a walk. He offers her some Odin, and then she takes a bite. She narrates that he would visit her a lot. She was mostly okay with it. The time spent with Haru wasn't painful. Later, she asked a much older and taller Haru how he's liking middle school. The teachers don't like his hair or his tood, so the solution is obviously to pierce his ears. Rin laughs. Your logic is funny, she says. She thought he was weird and kind. I thought I might fall in love with him. I might have fallen in love with him, she narrates. Later, they sit together in his bedroom. Rin, do you want to kiss? He asks. Why? She asks. Because I love you. She blushes and stammers. Y you can't. Akito will get mad. I couldn't stand it if you went to some other guy because of that, he says. Unless you prefer someone else. Of course not. I love- But she stops herself from fully confessing. I love you. I can't live without you, she thinks. Without you, I'd be so insecure that I couldn't stay sane. It has to be you, Haru, to lean on, to cling to. 
I want you. I want all of you. I'd probably crush you someday with these feelings, Haru. She remembers her parents pushing her away as a child. If you come to hate me and leave me, she thinks, but trails off. He asks if she thinks that he just feels sorry for her, and, and she assures him that that isn't true. I love you. That's why I want you, he says, and he cups her cheek. Don't you want me? She hesitates, tears in her eyes, but ends up kissing him. She loved him so much she lost control of herself. Even though I knew it was wrong, she thinks, I didn't want to let him go. Later, a terrified Rin faces Akito. Akito asks if it's true that she and Haru are dating. You really go for something when you want it, huh? Akito asks. So frightening. This is exactly why I despise women. So devious. That long black hair you drag around is repulsive, too. Rin sweats nervously. She can't go against whatever Akito says. and She cowers before him, no matter what. Akito asks who seduced whom. Who will incur his wrath? He reminds her that when he gets mad, he can't see his surroundings. Hitori's left eye? That was unfortunate. She gasps and takes a step back, but without hesitating, she says, It was me! Clearly I seduced him! Akito pauses for a moment, then slaps her. She remembers her mother's anger as a child. I really do despise women, Akito says. So brazen of you to make a move on one of my possessions. Or what? Do you think you've won? Are you listening? Akito grabs Rin's shirt and lifts her up to her feet. Rin is terrified. Ah. Ah, I see. You're unsightly, Akito says. Akito grabs her wrists and Rin trembles in fear. Her breath is ragged. Akito's face is twisted with rage. His eyes are wide. He wears a menacing and crazed grin. You're no good. Not at all. No good, even with Hataru. You'll consume him with your wickedness, Akito says. While Akito says all this, Rin remembers the incident with her parents again. Realize how worthless you are, he says, and pushes her back against the window. You're only here to fill a number of spots. Get that in your brain. You are not wanted, Akito says. Rin remembers her father saying the same. She cries. Akito pushes her. Hiro walks into the room just as Rin is thrown from the window. He runs to the railing and looks down. Akito watches with contempt as she falls toward a garden rock. But Haru wanted me, she thinks as she falls. There was someone who wanted me. It made me happy. I was so happy. Thank you. You made me happy. But that's enough, Haru. It's your turn to be happy. I'll free you. From myself? From Akito? Rin lands on her back. Blood pools around her. I'll free you from all the shackles, she thinks. Your true happiness lies beyond here. Search for it and find it. I'm okay with having nothing in the end. The episode ends with Toru watching over Rin as she lays in her bed, crying, and we cut to the credits. Ha! Right. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Before we started recording, I was telling Kayla, I watched this episode with the full intent of then going to write the summary immediately after, and I was like, I can't do this now. I'll do it later. <laughs> so sad. It was sad when we read it, and it was even sadder when mm-hmm. we watched it. Yeah, it's more real when you actually hear someone that's not your own inner monologue screaming. I guess. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, again the once again the animation and music and everything does a good job of uh, really emphasizing the emotional distress. Of yes. The characters. Rina's terrified. The scene where she, the scene where she where Toru finds her, and she's mm-hmm. just like, it's like not. It's so, the person who acts her voice, at least we're watching the dub. I guess everybody is because I haven't released this one in the, in the, I mean, in the dub, I mean, the sub. We're watching the sub because I haven't released this one in the dub yet. But the way that she, the voice actress who plays Rin acts it is like, it's like begging. It's not like screaming. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like she's angry. It's like she's terrified. It's just, yeah. yeah. And it really comes through well, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the way the, like, the flashbacks, like, cut in and out during, like, Mm -hmm. The scenes and she's like panicking and hallucinating and stuff. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell if they're pan- if they're hallucinations or like, yeah. just like 
remember supposed to be remembering the time i feel like the time with toru yeah. it is a hallucination yeah i can't I think the, talked about the fact that. that she's like i mean she doesn't even like know she's awake when right in that moment so i That's think right. it's fair to... <laughs> the, that whole that whole part where she leaves the um yeah, we, we joked about it when she's like, did I, was I dreaming? Did I just wake up? It's like, no, you were passed out and you need to yeah. lay down. <laughs> yeah, but she goes, when she leaves, once she leaves there and the main house and goes to Shigure's, I feel like everything after that is like fair game for a hallucination rather than like yeah. a memory. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's like they frame it in exactly the same way where her mom's like standing in the door and Tori's standing mm-hmm. in the hallway, like the doorway. So... I think it's meant to be uh represent her like hallucinating, I guess. Yeah. Which makes it even worse. I mean <laughs> He's not having a good time. <laughs> no. The also like we've seen her before a lot of times, but I liked the detail where Hero talks to her and you see her face and you can tell like they've gone the animators have gone to pains to make her look mm-hmm. like she's unwell from yeah. the start like she looks different than she did in other episodes you can see mm-hmm. it in the scene with shigure in this specific episode where it's a flashback like she looks different which is yeah. nice mm-hmm. yeah it was it was well done because i feel like a lot of times in like shows and stuff they'll be like oh you look so pale and you're like do like, they they look exactly the same as they <laughs> yeah. before or they're like oh yeah you look so you look like you're unwell and she would have looked exactly the same for sure mm-hmm. so um so i appreciated that little detail in her yeah. face I mean, she was pale before. She, I don't think she was particular. I don't remember if they mentioned it at all yet in this series, but she wasn't particularly healthy before either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> right? it's been mentioned that she's been in the hospital at some point. Oh, yeah, 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 right. But I don't know if it's like, it was never really made clear, like, why or, like, if she's actually better she when she's push, out. Push out a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's always been presented as kind of, like, pale- Mm-hmm. at least and yeah i mean there is the fact that like she transformed into the horse on the beach oh right which they say is like you know happens when you're weak yeah when you're sick so. oh she was yeah. also like huffing and puffing running around the beach too so she mm-hmm. wasn't doing that well yeah although we, we questioned if she turned into a horse and ran there I forget. yeah <laughs> <laughs> levity that's what this episode needs I mean. yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no she she seems to not be doing well that's for sure mm-hmm. I think that's implied. I think it's been implied enough, but this in this episode, it's even worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's obviously like a, a breaking point of I don't know her health in this episode. Yeah, and now we know what she was doing all this time—that she was looking for a way to break the curse. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know there's at least two people who are trying to do something, mm-hmm. have vowed to break the curse. Like Toru says that she wants to break the curse. Yeah. So she went and talked to Shisho about it before, and now we know Rin also is. The reason she was trying to, like, we saw the scene before where we saw the full, full flashback this time of her and Shigure, and we were like, oh, so sketchy. What is she doing? I mean, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. now we know that she was trying to get information from him. Mm-hmm. She wasn't necessarily trying to seduce him, I guess, but. Yeah. She was like, all I have is she, this. <laughs> yeah, it's like she would have if that was what it took, but. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an interesting scene with the moment with Shigure that also the like acting and animation helps um not like make clear but kind of come to life more mm-hmm. where like this scene where it's i think in the manga i don't know i i didn't have a chance to like check before we started recording but i think the scene was his expressions were a little bit more ambiguous and stuff in the manga so it's kind of nice where 
he seems surprised that she's talking to him about this. Mm-hmm. Like he seems surprised that she's making this offer, and mm-hmm. he kind of plays it cool. But you can see it in his face in a couple of the moments. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I think in the manga he came off a little more like smug. Yeah, like kind of a like well, well kind of oh, look <laughs> thing. At you but trying this, to do your little thing. Yeah, then this he's kind of like he seems more like a little surprised and more self-deprecating. He definitely like, seems he says, more he self-deprecating. Says the, he says the same <laughs> words, but like he seems like. Like more to mean them. Like he could, I think he could have read it as him being like a little sarcastic in the manga. Yeah, but I think the like the anime makes it clear that like he kind of means it when he's calling himself the worst man and everything. Yeah, he seems more. It does seem yeah, sort of like in the manga. I think you can interpret it, and we. I think I've chosen to interpret it as definitely being more <laughs> sort of like self-deprecating and covering up. You know, like how he maybe really feels or whatever, but I think in this interpretation in the anime, it's like, oh, he actually really thinks that he's a piece of garbage, like, yeah, <laughs> and that he's like worthless. And I love the way that he laughs so derisively at the fact that she thinks that he gets gets some kind of special treatment from Akito. Mm-hmm. He's just like, that's rich, like that's yeah. it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I thought that, that was an interesting. Uh, there's interesting detail in that scene that doesn't come across the same way in the manga. I mean, I think it is. Not a different interpretation or anything. But yeah, it's there. It's, it's just there. like, it's more ambiguous. You could read yeah. it in other ways in the manga. Yeah. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to remember if there was like a reason for that. Like if they move something around, that would make that clearer. But I don't think so. No, I think it's just the voice acting. Yeah. And being able to show like, like how expressions shift like from moment to moment rather mm-hmm. than like panel to panel. Like you could do that in a manga, but I mean... Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a space constraint. I yeah, don't really it was remember. Yeah, conservation of space. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff that happens in that chapter, like in these mm-hmm. two these two chapters. So that moment, it just needs to be a, re- a refresher, you know, of like that they had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Him being surprised about her being there is not necessarily communicated, I guess, or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. It's it's definitely more ambiguous. But I thought that was nice. Yeah. And yeah, and the detail when he kind of like he seems surprised that she's asking. That she would make this offer, and then he seems like a, not like upset about it, but he's just like, "You're so desperate. I feel sorry for you." Mm-hmm. That's like the expression that I feel like is the one immediately after. And I just thought it was very interesting. Yeah. And then he switches back to being like, "I'm the worst." Um, mm-hmm. like I'm like, "Sorry, I don't have any." He kind of goes back. To, it's like you see this like little flicker of like compassion for another person, mm-hmm. and then yeah. he goes back to being like his normal self, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like. Yeah, no, I don't know anything in any way. I'm the worst, so <laughs> let me tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it did seem like he was really honest with her. Like, that's his honest opinion of himself, which is interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's possible for me to appreciate Shigure. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you that I, I mean, that, that stuff is there in the manga. It just comes across more clearly, which is nice. So I feel like generally the type of imagery that was used in this episode was very similar to the to the manga. But one thing I noticed is that they use the doll, like they leverage that visual language of the doll way mm-hmm. more in this episode. Yeah. Like they have this scene, obviously like the scene where she's like, it's I think just presented as a memory in the manga where her parents kind of like crack where she asks them if like why they're happy all the time. It's actually presented as like on stage, mm-hmm. like she's and the yeah. doll is watching. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um in the manga, they had, like, like she has the whole, like, it's like we were in a play line. And I think there's, like, yeah. some, like, glimpse of curtains in some of the panels. Yeah. But this has, like, the whole, like, on stage with an audience of her doll yeah. set up, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed it, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. 
I feel like it, the doll is clearly like, it's like a representation of her, right? Yeah. It looks like her. And it did look like that in the manga too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this makes it even, it's a stronger association because like she's like watching her life just like unravel, yeah. which is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, they only used it for like the doll is one ripped. little kind of visual thing in the manga, I think. But these are more. Yeah, she's holding it in the same scene mm-hmm. after where her she's apologizing to her parents, which was so heartbreaking in the yeah. anime. <laughs> kind of cutting away from that but yeah they made that scene like extra yes. heartbreaking because they made it like her like looking like like happy like she thought obviously thought her dad was gonna like yes. pat her on the head and it was all gonna be okay and no nope. yeah that's not what no. happened and it was just very <laughs> sad i was like oh she looked so hopeful for a mm-hmm. second when i was writing this summary it's like no no it's not okay it's not okay for this anime to crush my heart <laughs> We just lived through this one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was it. Was extra like she smiles, like she's super hopeful, and then he like grabs her hair. Yeah. And it's the worst. <laughs> and then the doll in that scene, actually speaking of the doll, the doll is like ripped in that mm-hmm. part. So, which I think was also imagery that was used mm-hmm. in the manga. Too. Yeah, I think that's the only like real use of the doll in the manga is they had it like ripped as it fell to the fell to the floor mm-hmm. in that scene. Mm-hmm. Maybe like one other and bit. Then, but... Maybe. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly. But then also in the scene, they added it, I think, more later. Um, like in the scene where, in the anime, it was used again more frequently after that part of the story. Mm-hmm. So like later when she's thinking about how much she loves Haru and she's like, oh, like if you, I think like my feelings will like crush you one day. They have the doll just like multiplying across the mm-hmm. screen, which I also like doesn't affect. Yeah. I guess it's like her feeling like her feelings her feelings of abandonment and loneliness will it will be too much for him to handle and she worries about him leaving her like her parents mm-hmm. did so i always thought that was an interesting use of that doll as well yeah. of course the other thing in the adaptation that's terrifying always is when akito is animated mm-hmm. angry the scene with rin and akito is also terrifying yeah. yeah i think they have a lot of fun um with <laughs> akito's um like crazy Face? faces yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes this one was particularly crazy mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of another time but... yeah. they had the one recently it had like a fish eye lens effect over akita's oh, yeah. face that was like really scary <laughs> yeah something that could be really cheesy in another yeah. light and no the thing the thing that makes it scary especially in this instance is how scared rin mm-hmm. looks so when they cut back to rin's face Rin is petrified, yeah. and she's, like, shaking. Her eyes are, like, wider than I've ever seen someone's eyes in this mm-hmm. series. And, like, um, the way you can hear her breathing. So, like, it's focused on Akito's dialogue, where Akito's, like, telling her all this awful stuff about really cutting, getting in deep into her, like, you know, her all the things that are her hang-ups from her parents. Like, you know, you're not needed and saying all that stuff. It's... When Akito's saying those things, you can hear her breathing. She's just, like, I can't... It's, like, panting because she's so terrified. But, yeah, so Akito's... Akito's scary face is made even scarier by, like, Rin's terrified mm-hmm. face in that scene. Yeah, I think you can make something that, like, might not be as scary, like, be scary by having, like, convincingly scared reactions to it. Like... Mm-hmm. You get kind of, like, a similar reaction to Toru from Rin too like you can tell how scared she is of like her mom about her her parents getting mad at her or whatever mm-hmm. when she's like hallucinating that and she like back Toru is like the nicest softest person in the world yeah. and Rin is backing away from her like she's a terrifying monster mm-hmm. like it's 
it's that's so sad yeah. and crazy <laughs> yeah I thought it was interesting how they didn't actually have her like throw up. I mean, she gagged a lot, but did she actually throw up, or is it just like not you know edited for anime? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I guess we'll find out later if they tell her. And they spent but... all their uh, bodily fluids but budget on the pool of blood at the end. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they spent all the gore budget on the yeah. blood. Sorry, saying. Yeah, it's like, actually a good point. I was like, oh, maybe they like cut it because they didn't want to like have not even like a hint of it, like for whatever reason to make it more like whatever pg rated <laughs> not that that's a thing but yeah. yeah that's a good point there's like a whole huge pool of blood at the end when she falls on the rock so yeah, yeah we finally know what caused rin's scar that's been featured so prominently mm-hmm. several times was akito pushing her out of fucking window yeah Ugh. i don't think they had it like i don't think they had like the rock in the manga i don't remember i don't think yeah, so but i think that makes sense to like cause that kind of scarring yeah yeah it might have been implied i forget mm-hmm. i mean it, it like i don't I don't remember, because I think it just, like, it's Akito pushes her. There's no, obviously, there's no, like, long falling scene, mm-hmm. right? I think it's just one of those, like, black narration things where it's, like, her face, I forget. Yeah. Um, and then she's just on the ground, I mm-hmm. think, in the last part. So, yeah, you don't get that whole situ mm-hmm. in the manga. Because yeah. you can't, <laughs> because it's static. <laughs> yeah, the anime's really liked adding blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like there's not blood in the... In the manga, but I mean, it's just different because yeah. it's not. Well, it's like in so... this scene, it's like there's like some blood on her sleeve. Yeah. In the manga scene, and this one has like the whole pool of blood. Yes. <laughs> oozing out behind her. Yeah, and there was that part, the beginning, the very first episode, where it's like, my mom died in a car crash, and there's just like blood running into the sewer, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, it's this kind of series <laughs> yeah. now. And even. I thought this was a rom com. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Yeah, and even adding like the blood dripping from like the like when Akita scratched Toru's face and Right. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> I agree. But it's just funny. It's like it is it's definitely there though. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a it's not a not Yeah. The series is like not sh- the the manga isn't shy about having that kind of stuff where it's needed in the story. Mm-hmm. So definitely not i just like to think there's not. someone at the studio who really likes animated blood animating blood and so like every time there's a scene they're like, can i add more <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like the same blood animated like sequence that they just like paste on top yeah. i don't know how they do animation anymore <laughs> like i don't know they're like get that blood flowing frame again we need that yeah. <laughs> you know what the scene needs more blood i <laughs> think <laughs> My problem with Roos Basket is that there wasn't enough yeah. blood in the manga. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Not enough blood. <laughs> Not enough blood. <laughs> there was, probably was blood in the scene because they made all that. They have that room, Akito in the room with the mirrors and shit with Hattori's mm-hmm. eyes. So there must have been a lot of blood in that scene. I forget. Yeah. I think we talked about how gory it was mm-hmm. at the time. Speaking of which, Akito reminds Rin as a threat about Hattori's eye, yeah. which was always terrifying in this scene. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I did it. It was me. It was me. Mm-hmm. Please don't hurt Haru. So nice. Yeah. I never thought about it before, but there's that scene. And then there's also like her, when her parents come to the hospital and she shows like, we need to ask, we need to question them about like how you got your injuries. She's like, no, it's me. Like it's, I need to go home. I like, it's, it's fine. It was my, my fault and whatever. Like she's also covering for them. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like she's doing the same thing even as a kid yeah. is what I'm trying to say. So sad. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think about it that way before, mm-hmm. I guess when we read the, Manga. Yeah, she's actually been like trained to think of herself as the burden and to, mm-hmm. to take on all the blame and everything. Yes, unfortunately, I think it's also a thing she thinks about herself as like almost like an object sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
where she's like all weight like a stone without feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the the doll imagery helps yes. get that across too. Rin is a deeply sad and interesting character. Yeah. I think that's like kind of a a not untypical like coping mechanism for abuse to like kind of like dissociate mm. from like your actual self in the moment. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I'm not an expert, yeah. but I it's agree. My, my big <laughs> recollection of like sophomore like year psychology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. And I I mean I think it's kind of there's uh I think it's represented in the way that she like thinks about and talks about herself mm -hmm. too. Um there's like a I don't I don't know that much about it, but there's a there's a tweet where Takaya was talking about because Takaya uses very specific language things in the in Japanese to communicate things that like often I don't really understand. But one time there was this thread about her. Uh, she said like I wonder if people like think notice and think about like Rin refers to herself as Atashi, but like the way that's written in the manga is not the way that you would normally write it. Like it's written in katakana, not hiragana, as if she's like referring to herself as an object. I guess is the interpretation. So. It's very, and that wouldn't come across in the anime either mm -hmm. because it's not, it's like not, I don't know, unless she pronounces it in a way, like it didn't sound that different to me, but I think there's other things about her behavior, her, that we see in the story and in the manga and in the anime that kind of, um, like back up that idea that she thinks about herself as more of like an object than a person. Mm -hmm. She has like a, almost like a separate, I don't know, like, yeah, she's dissociated from herself, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, using the doll in this, I think helps mm -hmm. make that point clearer. Yeah. I guess the only other thing of note that happened, not the only other thing, but another thing that was like running throughout this was there was the little part at the beginning about Hiro's mom being pregnant. So remember at the beach, she had, he called her and told, wait, she called him and she told him mm -hmm. <laughs> that he, that she's pregnant. So, mm -hmm. so a little bit more in the ongoing saga of Hiro's baby sibling. Yeah. And, and in that the, was the opening. The evolution of Hiro becoming a good boy. Yes. <laughs> He also went to Rin and, like, chatted with Rin. In fact, the episode is actually, like, bookended partially by him being around Rin. So he talks to her, and then at, at the end, it's when the thing, the time when Akito pushed her out the window and he was happened mm -hmm. to be there. So that's what she was referring to, of course, yeah. when she was like, you just because you were there, like, just forget about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is another one where, like, I don't know, the voice acting, like, just made me go, like, aw, in a way, like, the mm -hmm. manga didn't him just running up to Rin and, like, being like, you're okay? You're eating okay? <laughs> yeah. And she completely ignores yeah. him. <laughs> Which always makes me chuckle, but it's, like, because she's, she doesn't, Rin is trying to protect everybody by yeah. removing herself from, from their lives, essentially. So she's, like, just forget it. Mm -hmm. And then I like how, it's interesting how he says, like, he's, like, you say that, like, it's wrong to be loved by your parents. And then he's, like, sorry, kind of, like, as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Because he's doing that thing where he says whatever he thinks in the moment, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I did it again." Yeah. You know, it was so subtle. Then hmm. I was like, "Why is he saying sorry?" Oh, so yeah. cute. <laughs> he's becoming a good boy. Yes, I think at this point he's already a good boy, yeah. but he's becoming more of a good boy, mm -hmm. a gooder boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cute. It's cute how he cares about her. Yeah, and it adds on to like, you know, we don't get too much like thought into it other than him being there but like the <laughs> all of heroes issues make a lot of sense after this too mm -hmm. yeah for sure and that's why he keeps bringing up rin to haru like he's done that before right mm -hmm. didn't he ask about her at the maybe at the beach i forget yeah. recently and like the fact that he continued to be like so concerned about like kisa getting hurt because of him because he saw mm -hmm. you know akito <laughs> mm -hmm. push rin out the window yeah <laughs> He knows. 
Yeah. Akito. So, so far, I think we did this when we talked about this in the manga too, but so far we've seen Akito hurt Hattori's eye. Specifically. Akito mm-hmm. attacked Hattori. That was the first one that we saw. I did something to Kisa. It's not It's not ever, like, shown, but she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Pushed her in out of a window. Yeah. Oh, kept Yuki locked in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what else. Basically, Akito's terrible and awful. Yeah. In this, in this part of the story, at least. So... Akito is very scary. Yeah. Even Rin, we got another like reiteration of how the Junichi feel about Akito. Like Rin was like, I'm so terrified. I can't, I have to, I do whatever Akito says. I cower before him and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's partially because her parents, because of her parents' abuse too. Mm-hmm. Because I think Akito is also someone who's like, you know, like Akito is the god of the zodiac. So mm-hmm. Akito has the same similar relationship, I think, to as a parent to yeah. a child, I guess. Mm hmm. So it's even, it cuts even deeper when Akito says the same things that her parents said, I guess, yeah. when he's threatening her. Mm-hmm. Like, they make clear comparisons between, like, the her parents' reactions and Akito's reactions. Like, she's obviously, mm-hmm. they're all, obviously all, like, tangled up in her mind to some mm-hmm. degree. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also never really thought about, like, consciously about the fact that, like, Hiro knows that she's, like, trying to break the curse, so... Yeah, that was, like, the first scene that we see of them, I guess, in case anybody forgot, was, like, they're in the hospital, Rin's in the hospital, and Akito's, like, so you're gonna, like, she's, like, I need to talk to Shigure, he's the only person I can depend on, and we were, like, what is he, <laughs> what what is she trying to depend on Shigure for, and it's to try to, she thinks, you know, something about breaking the curse, but yeah, Hiro yeah. knows that, too. Mm-hmm. Hiro doesn't really act on that information, though, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like, so. Yeah. I feel like he, like, already thinks it's futile, like, the fact that, Probably. like, from the start, like, the fact that he's, like, there's no way, right, like, in this scene, yeah. like. Like, I th- yeah. I think he just like, wants her to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do think he wants her to stop, for mm-hmm. sure. Whatever, regardless of whatever he thinks. But yeah, yeah it doesn't seem like he thinks... I, I don't think he sees it as, like, a realistic goal. He just thinks it's something that, yeah. like, Rin is clinging to. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't have any other things that I wanted to chat about that were not spoilery. Uh, I do want to give a, another shout-out to uh, sure. Best Dad Cosimo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. How could I forget? <laughs> I like how... I guess at this point, Rin didn't know him. It seems mm-hmm. like, so there's a little line where she's like, oh, I hadn't seen Haru since, like, before the incident. Like, she was kind of isolated from the others after her mm-hmm. her parents sort of snapped. So it seems like. But she didn't know. Yeah, she wasn't familiar with Cosmo, I guess, yeah, until this time. She didn't know him on site, but, like, like the way maybe he she... introduces himself makes him seem like she would know him, like, by reputation, maybe. Yeah. And she, well, she would know Kyo. Yeah, probably there's like, oh, that guy who adopted the cat or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The psycho who adopted the cat. (laughs) I always, I like how Haru, the baby Haru is like, oh, good. And then he just like calls, he's like, finds an adult Mm -hmm. and like a good adult, not an asshole adult like the other, (laughs) other people in this, in this episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Cosmo's there being a good dad. Mm -hmm. And I think Kagura's family tried to take care of her she just Mm -hmm. was so hurt that it was hard for her to adapt to living there i guess Mm -hmm. yeah i did like the uh the detail of them like like while they're eating food together they have a plate that's like wrapped up for her Mm -hmm. or rin yeah Um, because you could kind of interpret like we've seen a couple of scenes of like her relationship with kagura and her mom like they're kind of like it seemed like they were kind of like oh she does whatever she wants she comes home whenever like it seems like they maybe feel uh, i don't know somewhat unconcerned about her but it definitely seems like they were trying in this scene. What we saw is that it seems like they were trying to like take care of her, and mm-hmm. but they just don't really know how to like help yeah. her. Yeah, it does seem like Rin's kind mm-hmm. of a like a less is more 
uh, kind of person and trying to help them. Like she obviously would like, like reacts pretty badly to people like expressing direct concern to her. So yes, clearly <laughs> we've seen it many times. <laughs> yeah, and also I think they just don't really know. Like they know probably about all the shitty stuff that happened to her, but like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's hard to like she she's been running around a lot and stuff. Like it's not like they're you never see Cockroach's mom being like. Um, are you like okay like mm-hmm. I think they know that she's not okay they just can't I don't know like yeah I mean I wouldn't know how to start that conversation either so <laughs> yeah well you have to be hero and you have to be like you're pale as fuck yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like she completely ignores him like they ignore she ignores every time people try to help her and like that's kind of how yeah. she is so mm-hmm. but yeah it's and then you have the nice touch of like Haru coming and seeing her too so. yeah anyway I guess my point is it's not like they're not trying mm-hmm. you know so you could maybe interpret it that way, but I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Good dad, Cosma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice that he's back. Long hair, Cosma. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> ponytail, Cosma. It's been so long since we've seen his ponytail. <laughs> okay, good. On that note, how about uh, spoilers? <laughs> sure. Okay. Next time we're going to talk about the next episode, which is number 19. And it's called There's No Way. None. <laughs> That was, like, too cheerful of a reading, but... (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) Yeah. There's no way. (laughs) It's like... There's no way none sounds kind of like a weird... It's a weird thing to say. (laughs) It's like... Like, there's no way seems like... I don't know how to describe it. There, like it just sounds weird, like a weird sentence. Anyway, whatever. Like there's, there's no way. What? There's no way. Cause like we usually say like no way. It's like surprise. So it's like there's no way. Not like there's. Cause like I don't know. Whatever. I guess I know where it's going. Anyway, I'm overthinking it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Next time we'll talk about that. Next time we'll overthink about that. <laughs> well, one of us will. Yeah. <laughs> this is a yin and yang situation for us, you know. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe maybe this one is the last time. Maybe they're like, I gave them one chance to not be... One last chance to not be dumb. (laughs) They blew it. (laughs) I can't believe they gave us that many chances. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, maybe next time. It's like, we've been dumb the whole time. Yeah, we've been dumb the whole time. <laughs> it's like the astronaut meme. Like, they were dumb the whole time. I was thinking of, like, <laughs> like the Avengers. It's like, that's our secret. We're always dumb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <sighs> anyway, spoilers. Next time we'll still be sad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully a little less sad. Yes. This is, like, going to be... The upward curve of the... Of the sadness graph. Until the time when she gets locked in the cat's room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's fine for a little while. Yeah. I mean, this particular uh, sadness graph. Then this event. will make her pudding. Yeah, this time. <laughs> oh, wait, no, she made her pudding after. No, no, no. Yeah, she made her pudding this time. Not the time. Not the cat's room time. <laughs> or jello or whatever it was. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because she still had her hair long. Yes, exactly. Because Tori's like, oh, it's so pretty like that. And she immediately takes it down. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> She's like, your hair is cute. <laughs> and it's like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have a human connection with you. <laughs> You'll be collateral damage and I can't have that. Yeah. <laughs>
one of the things that of course stood out to me in this episode was Ren talking to Rin, mm-hmm. which always terrifies me. And it's just as terrifying this time where she's like, Oh, you have such a great life, mm-hmm. don't you? Isuzu? And she's like, oh, I do, my parents are so great. And yeah. then everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a minute later. Yeah. It was like, um at this point in the manga it was just like one tiny panel. Like you mm-hmm. couldn't tell who was talking to her or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they made it a little more uh prominent in this point and so you're kind of like oh <laughs> yeah but i mean like the, rin ha- or ren hasn't really been was ren introduced no ren wasn't introduced she just not officially up we've seen one. her and heard her name yeah. but yeah so um, it's like you still don't know who yeah, that you still is, don't know yeah. who it is but like it's more prominent like i think in the manga it's treated as if it's one of her parents talking to her like in the, yeah, trans- could be. the translation anyway mm-hmm. um well they wouldn't have known yeah because they didn't know and it was just one tiny panel where you couldn't see who yeah. it was but at this point i did but- notice Oh, so if you know ahead. who it is, you're like, oh. <laughs> but then she's clearly different than her her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that one part, and then also like the way that the dialogue was translated in the subtitle was also like, yeah, mom and dad are are nice. So it's also like ambiguous. Like she's, mm-hmm. and then it says like you're so happy, you're so this, as if she's talking to a parent. Yeah. That's what it seems like when she's talking to Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I feel like it's like meant to like transition from like the conversation with Ren that's what to I her thought. like. Talking slash thinking about her parents, yeah. Yeah. So I chose to say, like, mom and dad are nice. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are nice. But you could, if you didn't know, I guess you could interpret that, uh, like, Ren as being someone in her family. So Mm -hmm. anyway, but it ain't. It's Ren. And she's scary. (laughs) (laughs) We think Akito is scary. Like, (laughs) can't wait to see Ren's scary face later. it's like Akito learned from the best. Definitely. Keto's so fucked up. We can't talk yeah. about it yet, but we're so close to being able to talk about I it. I know there's so much in this episode that's Akito's. It's like yeah, trauma. because she's, yeah, because Akito is like when Akito's yelling at at Rin. Akito's like, oh, do you think like um she says like like oh you can't take my things from me or whatever. She's like or what do you think you've won? And I was like, excuse me, like mm-hmm. what are you talking about with Rin? Like yeah. you're clearly thinking about Ren. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was in the... I don't remember that being in the manga. And I don't remember if we would have talked about it. But in mm-hmm. this dialogue, in this episode, or the way that was translated, mm-hmm. Akito says, do you think you've won? And I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting connection to, yeah. to Ren. Yeah, especially since we have the direct one where she says like, something yeah, about her like hair. long long black hair. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're terrible and disgusting. Yes. And Akito is sort of like... Um, we talked about Akito's misogyny or whatever also in this um we talked about this in the manga and you get to see it again where Akito is like women are devious blah blah mm-hmm. blah Akito comes so far yeah <laughs> we'll get to see <laughs> we're so far away this is mm-hmm. like well I guess the beach was halfway through the series but this is this yeah. is like halfway through the the dark part of the series I guess you yeah. know mm-hmm. like we haven't even got to Akito's uh, gender reveal yet yeah we're coming up on it though uh, yeah, I mean, our thinking is that that's going to be the end of the series, right? Probably. Or the end of this uh, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. It's the turn. Yeah. <laughs> as they say. Although so many other things happen after that. It's mm-hmm. like, seems, when you look back at the end, you're like, that was so long ago because there's yeah. so much other stuff. Because, like, all this yeah, stuff was... happens uh, so fast, like, after that. Yeah. It's just, like, well, always stuff... <laughs> I guess that's what you want in a story. Yeah. But all the stuff with, like, like Ren doesn't get, come like, out until then, after yeah. that point, too, so... Yeah, it's like you don't get, like, you know, nice school trip. Duh. No, there's no fluff episodes, episodes. anymore. 
<laughs> I don't think so. That was, I guess, like there's some that student council things. Yeah. Those are the like the things that add levity later in the series. But mm-hmm. I can't even, th- yeah, because like, yeah, there's so much drama. All the things I remember from the second, this part of the series are drama. Yeah. But there's, yeah, there's cute student council stuff mm-hmm. and Machi Yuki stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think I saw a, uh, an image of Yuki and Kakiru in the preview images for next week, so we might oh, get promo. some student council levity. <laughs> I think... I think it goes right into, like, Doesn't some it... Yuki stuff, because, like, Yuki talks yeah. to Haru, so... Like, once they get yeah, past the, sure. the Toru and Rin stuff. Uh, let's f- look. Go. Let's go to the notes, because I think that we read this as, like, three chapters, and then there was a student council one after. I forget. Mm-hmm. But the good news is I have Google Drive to help me remember everything. Yeah. <laughs> I had the volume of the manga out, because I was, like, had it out while I was watching the episode, but I left mm. it in my living room, so... <laughs> That's far away from here. It's very far. <laughs> it's like 20 um, steps. 20 <laughs> steps. <laughs> Rin, more Rin, student council. Yeah, so the Rin stuff is 78, 79, 80, and then there's a... I, I'm guessing 81 is this the, the Yuki Kakiru part. Mm-hmm. And then the part where we were just talking about of Tori visiting Rin in the hospital happens in the next chapter after that, which is 82. Mm-hmm. And then the part where Yuki gets locked in the room in the student in the closet is yeah. uh, 83 so those are the things that are on the horizon i guess for the next two episodes maybe mm-hmm. next time it'll be definitely be the resolution of this rin stuff yeah and then and yeah i, I do think that, that yeah. student council part i guess you would have tied it right in after maybe mm-hmm. yeah because there's not really that much left of like this part of the rin story cause no it's mostly just like them being like you should go to the hospital and her being like i hate hospitals and then, <laughs> i hate all of you and hospitals <laughs> yeah and then, and then she decides to cry onto toru's uh, lap or whatever <laughs> yeah i saw the promo images for that that's yeah. definitely happening <laughs> yeah and then she does go to the hospital that'll yeah. be later but yeah then there's a bunch of like yuki oh god sort of cinderella is coming up that's great <laughs> so there's this episode then it was like some stuff about yuki and running away and then him talking to kakiru yeah because it's all of the stuff that happened after when he was talking about his his past with kakiru and remembering all that stuff from when he was a kid when he was locked in the thing that's like probably at least one whole episode in and of itself yeah i think we get like like the little bit where they like talk about machi and yeah. like and like machi and kakiru's family situation and then we get more like rin stuff and then we get the trapped in the closet bit with the, the closet. <laughs> with yuki <laughs> I sang it. I went there. <laughs> yeah, bird. He's like, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb and long. <laughs> it's not a song. It's an opera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Wow, there's so many good things coming up. Mm-hmm. Where's the actual? Hold on. I'm trying to find the actual keto gender reveal part. Oh, wait. Rin, the sort of Cinderella. And then there's pretty... Kyoko and Katsuya stuff. Maybe they'll move that. This says in volume 17 in my notes, Uo Kureno, one chapter, probably Kureno. And then it says a keto reveal. Mm-hmm. Ren and a keto backstory. Tori stays with her friends. Mm-hmm. That was all. We read that as all one thing, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That was the early COVID times, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow, is that how long it's been? So sad. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because we're on, like, as far as the anime, we're on, like, volume 14, I think. Yes. So not too far. Correct. In anime timeline. No. But that's in volume 17, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because there's, like, usually at least, like, two to three chapters in an episode. So. Yeah, so... 
Yeah, you could easily have that be in 25 then. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. They only have to cut a little bit of Sword of Cinderella. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Outrage in the fandom. Yeah. They probably make all the Kyoko Katsuya stuff one episode instead of two, mm-hmm. maybe. And like some of this Yuki stuff might be one. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, won't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the only thing we have to speculate on since we already know where the story is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have to speculate on a random line this time. Mm-hmm. Like, um,. Like we did for a couple of episodes yeah. about what it was going to be next. <laughs> this time I was like, I'm 100% sure that <laughs> what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the line is from uh, when Tori is asking her about breaking the curse. Yes. It like, breaks down and is like, there's no way to do it. Eh. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm in so much emotional pain. <laughs> She doesn't say that, but she thinks it real loud. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. I'm going to cry on you. Yeah. <laughs> she All she did was ask Shigure and look at some documents. There's probably a way to break the curse. <laughs> also, her next attempt just... doesn't go so well, so. No, no. <laughs> she shouldn't have done it. That was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> she never listened to Ren. She's, yeah. this, like, she's like, like Ursula. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't listen to the... The scary lady who's even scarier than God. Yes, but Rin doesn't think that she's scary. Only, no. only we as the reader and slash audience think that she's scary. Yeah, she's clearly presented as being scary. I mean, look at her scare. She's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked in in the uh, finale special: Is Akito hero villain or neither or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do you think like do you think Ren is a villain or not? Uh. I don't know. It depends on how you define villain, I guess. She's definitely um, the villain of Akito's story. For sure. She's the villain and, of Ren's story. Yeah. <laughs> Ren's story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she definitely feels the um, a villain thinks they're the hero of their own story kind of criteria. <laughs> Just because she has her own complex about yeah. how great she is and how how great she was for Akira. Yeah, she like... You know, like everyone to a certain degree has kind of their own narrative about their lives. Definitely. But, um, like she she like definitely has like a storybook narrative of her view of her life. <laughs> I saved him. I was the only one who understood him. <laughs> Just like that in that voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to have a lot of fun in this like episode. We get to have fun in the spoilers. Yes. <laughs> Bird. You are so chatty today. He's on the alarm clock again. <laughs> He is the alarm clock again. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I don't I don't actually have any other things that are important to talk mm-hmm. about. <laughs> Ren aside, she's scary yeah. still. <laughs> It'll be fun to see her animated. I bet they'll give her like a, a breeze that only blows for her hair too, just yes. like Ren. <laughs> yeah. well, part of her scariness is that like her hair is like enveloping anyone she's talking to. <laughs> yes. And her, yes. It's it's its own little uh cloak. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she's definitely the hero of her own in her own narrative of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does have this sort of like, she, I think the reason she reminds me of Ursula is because she has this kind of like witchy appearance, like mm-hmm. storybook witchy, sort of like um, you know wraithy appearance in the way that she pops up in this yeah. in the house mm-hmm. and like uh, like comes out and then she's like hidden away, like she can only be accessed mm-hmm. in certain ways and <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, she she's definitely like a character from a horror movie. Definitely. Her and um, Ghost Momo. <laughs> <laughs> Momo's been dead for years. 
from Ghost Momo. Ghost Momo is definitely the kind of uh, character who would pop up at the end of a hallway in the hotel. On the <laughs> hotel. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking for Omiji. <laughs> I want to play yeah. violin with him. <laughs> Ren's the one you see, like, and you're, like, invited to an opulent mansion, and you keep seeing, like, glimpses of someone, like, in the high rooms and stuff. <laughs> and they're, like, you're, like, so who's, like the wo- who's the woman that's here? And it's, like, oh, there's no other person here. Yeah, nobody. Then lightning flashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody lives up there. <laughs> it's, like, haunting a pill house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm satisfied with the <laughs> amount of headcanon that we've come up with today. Or amount of non non canon discussion that we had today. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on this episode? Or no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have more time to comment on Rin next time when we talk <laughs> about the next episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like panting because she's so terrified. No, not the train. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought the use of the train in that scene was odd. <laughs> <laughs>